0: Welcome to the Venus Investor Astrology Podcast. We are talking about the Mars-Uranus-North Node conjunction that is happening in Taurus. And this is the most epic aspect of the whole of 2022. It kind of beats all the others. And it was a bit like um, as epic as the Saturn-Pluto conjunction at the beginning of the pandemic. It's kind of got that feel to it. So, um, It's happening in Taurus and Taurus rules fertility, sex, it rules our bodies and embodiment, Um, the physicality of ourselves and Mother Earth and all her riches, including the farming, the food processing, the nutrition and the animals. Um, It rules Mother Nature and our manifest world, but also the riches it goes into greed and money too. So we're talking about it now, but this is relevant throughout the year because this conjunction is at 18 degrees Taurus and it just keeps getting hit through the next year right until um, 2023, April, May. It finishes kind of around right about April 2023, but we're going to keep getting these kind of hits of enlightenment, awareness, being becoming conscious of things to do with all of those subjects. And sometimes that's going to be a tussle to make us aware of them. So you know, it's going to be, we're feeling that it could be quite explosive. But when I've looked at previous uh, conjunctions that are similar, the explosion has been a quiet explosion that's really kind of happened, which I was surprised at. So, um, but, and also I felt, well, we'll see, there are some ideas here that the Mars aspect brings in a sudden, um, a theft of some kind. So, um but the real idea of uranus whenever it's involved with other planets is our enlightenment it wants us to grow and evolve <clears throat> and anything that involves the north node the north node is our destiny point and so that's like a wide open door for us wherever it is in our chart and if something comes along to that north node then we know that that you know there's something here for our destiny and you know we we don't often We don't necessarily always follow that. It's our destiny or our mission should we choose to accept it. So here we are. We're kind of forced to choose this. and It's happening to all of us. Now, this conjunction becomes exact on the 31st of July and the 1st of August um, and at 18 degrees. But then again, it gets hit again when when the sun, which is will be in Leo in August, um, gets to uh the 10th of august and it then gets to 18 degrees and makes a square so a square aspect is quite a challenging it forces some kind of action it can't stay the same it's like a it's like a boost or a you know a frisson that happens so this saint Leo's son, you know, it's Leo is about what is my role here? You know, is there something quite dramatic and really inspiring my emotion to get involved? So around the 10th, even though this we might think this aspect will have passed, but of course, it's still live for the two weeks before it happens, the two weeks after. Um, so on the 10th here, we're going to have this idea that actually we might want to get involved in whatever aspects of this it really feeling like in our lives. And straight after the 10th on the 12th, we have the full moon and that's at 19 degrees Aquarius. So the full moon is the moon in Aquarius opposite the Leo sun. And they make, a, therefore, a T square with this 18 degree point. And so this is quite a uh, this is like, a, oh, we do have to pay pay attention to this. And um, this is like the standing at a crossroads going, well, what are we going to do? How, how are we going to manage this? And the thing that's um, sort of pressing this to make it really serious is that Saturn is going to be conjunct the moon. The Saturn is in Aquarius too. So we've got the Leo aspects. We've just been woken up going, oh, I've got a role here. What can I do? And then the shift focuses to the Aquarian side where it goes, well, should I be doing something for humanity? What can I do for everyone, not, not myself? So it's quite a nice axis between the Leo. Let's let's have a role. Let's get passionate about it. And then the Aquarian shift then goes, well, let's do it for humanity and um, for everyone and society. So that's on the 12th. And then on the 24th of August, Uranus is still at 18 degrees and Uranus then goes retrograde. So it makes a turn and Uranus is like our crazy planet. It's un- it's unpredictable and sometimes it brings into our life some kind of curveball. We're like, whoa, this is a lot to manage. Um, but you know, good surprises as well as a few shockers. So Uranus will be turning retrograde. So we often don't know whether... Uranus is going retrograde or forward. It's still crazy either way. But when it turns on the day it turns, we do have sometimes a little bit of chaos. It's a bit like Mercury going retrograde on the day. Some, there's a shift of of, of thinking. Um and possibly some kind of surprise that comes in. So that will be on the 24th at that, still at that 18 degree point. Now Uranus then stays on that point, just sits on 18 degrees right until October. And in October, it then has another square to Saturn. So we had, we had in 2021 20, three squares with Saturn, Uranus to, coming together earlier in Uranus, earlier in Taurus, but in... Uh, they went through in, um, I think, February, June and December. So the whole year had these squares where Saturn in Aquarius was kind of suppressing the people. And you can put the dates of Saturn in Aquarius next to many of the lockdowns. So it really is a pushing and restriction of society against Uranus, who wants freedom, enlightenment, wants to shake things up, who's in Taurus, the Earth, Mother Earth. So we really are going, we were really, we were getting a fight for um Fight for our bodies. Fight for uh, you know being able to choose for ourselves in in that in that year 2021 with these aspects. But now they come together for a fourth time. But they don't actually. They kind of they come together in a square. But the square they don't actually touch. They both come to 18 degrees. And because Saturn is slightly further ahead and slightly further faster moving, Saturn is in the earlier um, minutes of 18 degrees uh, Aquarius and. Uranus is in the the early minutes of 18 degrees Taurus so it's further behind so they don't those minutes don't come together they don't they don't cross over as they have done in the past so that's why it's not being counted as a square although it pretty much does go you know a little joint meet so yeah, this is about our fight for what is right and what we believe is right for planet Earth and Mother Nature. So that gets a hit on in 24th of August and then for two weeks in October as well. Um, Uranus then passes that point again in 2023 at the end of April and the beginning of May. And this is by that time, Saturn is well into um well into Pisces at that point. So they don't meet again like this. The next one will be a trine formation. But anyway, this, uh, and then Uranus leaves Taurus in 2026, 2027. But anyway, this this whole set of dates I've just given you here is like a doorway that's going to be opening each time when we're, each time we're going to have something come up that triggers us to go, I've got to look at this and I've, and I've got to become more aware and conscientious of it. So it's really kind of nice, um, way to go I mean if it t- touches sorry if it touches one of your planets it might be a little bit more crazy but if it doesn't then you're probably looking at people around that are going to inspire you to to become enlightened because that's what Uranus is all about and I say enlightened I don't mean like the Buddha it means that you suddenly become aware of so much more we evolve which we do through our lives anyway. Um, And you'll have to see where Uranus is in your chart to see how it might affect you and also in which which house it's in, because the Uranus will be operating in that way for you. Uranus was discovered in 1781, uh, which was a huge period of emancipation and and, and focus on freedom for the living man, uh, especially since it just passed the American Revolution. So it was really strong themes about self-determination when Uranus came to our consciousness. Uranus the last time Uranus was in Taurus as well was in 1935 to 1942 and obviously that was you know the 30s when there was a huge there was dramatic scarcity and poverty going on Um, there was the and and because Taurus is linked to uh, sorry and because Taurus is linked to farming there was the Dust Bowl farming famine and that was kind of industrial farming ideas that took the grassland away from the the plains, and so all the dust came up, and you just couldn 't farm the land the seeds wouldn't catch and that 's a hundred million acres of ruined farmland uh, because of sort of new industrial ways of creating extra farming opportunities and it caused so much poverty and famine and and food scarcity and Look what we have now we have you know the our governments um because of lockdown because of what we 've just been through huge uh problems with food supply chains and you know for the first time we've seen supermarkets with with bare shelves some people live already with bare shelves but you know in the western world we're not used to having bare shelves in the supermarket it's it's full of riches and here now we've got this interruption of that flow which again was happening in the, in the late 1930s too so um, that was Uranus, the first, That when we were conscious, aware of, of Uranus, because obviously it wasn't discovered since 1781, um so we can see that uranus's effect on in taurus is about the farming and our food production via this by, by what it was doing in 1935 but it also uh, at that point we had the first experiments into nuclear fusion and this is the the uranus idea of you know electrical and um Uh, lightning bolt energy that can really fizz and and shake things up and so here we had nuclear fusion and this time around we've got 5g being introduced so it's a very similar concept of new ideas new electrical new technology coming in but of course new tech doesn't come in until where our consciousness is ready to claim it So there's probably a lot more tech around than we realise, but it's not been given to the consumers because of of how it can be used for nefarious means. Um, So let's hope that we, we raise our consciousness in order to get some good tech coming in and being used for the right reasons. Now, the last time we had this triple conjunction. Now, this is, this is quite rare to have such a triple conjunction. That's Mars, Uranus and the North Node coming together at 18 degrees. The last time this happened in Taurus was at 1855. So I look back, what was happening in 1855? And it was the Crimean War. So we gemmed up a little bit on the, the Crimean War. And it was France and the UK, or France and England going to war with Russia. Hello, you know this is um, this. You know, history is circular; it's not linear. I feel like here we are coming back. We're at war with Russia. Googled why did um, England and France go to war with Russia? And it says in Google, uh, and I quote: a pointless war with Russia and huge loss of lives. I mean, incredible. And and it said British um, a British fought Russia out of resentment and i do feel there's a big resentment coming on about you know su- to suppressing the russian ideal which is different from our own um, and then it also says it was against russia and it wasn't it wasn't in favor of turkey because turkey was involved too and it was almost like defending turkey but really the france and england were doing it because they were doing it against russia not because they wanted to help Turkey and i kind of feel that's very similar to what's happening now we're doing it against russia not in support of the ukraine although it's spun that way so it says there and it would strengthen european power and you know you could be writing that about the current situation so i thought that was quite powerful although i was expecting some event and obviously war is a process i did feel like this triple conjunction you know just has brought us back round to the same ideas um so that was eighteen fifty five What else happened in eighteen fifty five and I thought this was super super interesting is on the fifteenth of May, and that's almost exact to when this conjunction was really came together uh back in eighteen fifty five it was the great the first great train robbery or also known as the first great gold robbery and this was a robbery on a train the London to Paris train it went every week and it took lots of gold bullion with it with it and the people that worked at the railways knew and some guys got together and they stole um, huge amounts of gold bullion actual physical gold and I thought that's so Taurian that Taurian rules the physical world what is manifest and its riches and what also they did was so that they couldn't disturb the. They, they wouldn't be um, alerted because the the safe would have, was so heavy that they put they replaced the gold with lead, and I kind of they were dealing with the earth's minerals and what the earth's riches to create this theft. And I feel like the Uranus Mars connection is a huge theft then of earth's rich supply of of minerals and goodness and animals and you know farming those things so I really felt here we are with this great train robbery. something did happen on that day and it of course it became world famous because it it had uranus there it was an an audacious act of grand theft nobody had even considered before so it was one of the biggest thefts known at the time or or Up until that point, no one had really seen such an outrageous act and and films have been made uh, of this great train robbery and also it was kind of repeated in 1963 but the film um with leslie Ann down and sean connery and um donald sutherland it's it makes quite a good film where they um you think they've got a lot of nerve to do that they need the uranian nerve to do that and of course mars is there they're on a moving train you know that's so mars the fastness of it all So this was kind of um, uh, an epic event. And I think it brings up questions, you know, the grand theft, the question of movement of money, the earth's riches. So that event here, I thought, well, what is happening now with this movement of the earth's riches? Who's been, who's, 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 um, um, who is being stolen from now? And then I thought, well, look, we're paying for a war now that could have been prevented. I really believe our war could have been, pre- any war can be prevented. So here we're paying through the nose that we're giving millions away. We're shifting millions from various countries to other countries. And we're also paying for lockdown with companies taking the furlough money and not giving it to their staff. And then The kind of theft of our natural resources with um, the idea that now, especially in the UK, that we are our gas and energy bills are tripling and quadrupling. And in October, apparently they're going to go again. And then we find out that the energy companies are making double profits. And we're like, how does that work? How can you lie to us? It is an actual theft of these resources and of our money and during the pandemic the 10 richest men doubled their fortune and so we've got to understand that here is a rich a theft going on right an audacious theft going on right before our eyes and i just can't help but see the the similarity of what was going on back in 1855 to now and also in 1935 um The more theft is the idea that farmers are now, it's happened in India first, I think, where, no, China first, where they, um, the Chinese government asked the small holding farmers to, they bought their farms off them, but still got them to work the farms and made these huge industrial farms. They tried to do it in India, but there were riots about this and they've been doing it in the UK where they made it so difficult for some of the farming practices with so many laws involved and um, subsidies, Subsidies for not farming, subsidies for fallow fields, etc. That the farmers are not making any money, and now they're going to will buy your farm off you and take you out of poverty, and then the farms go to the government. This is what's happening right before our, our very eyes. And then we see in America, Bill Gates has is now the biggest landowner. He obviously believes in GM crops and the development of new, um, uh, new gene- genetically modified ingredients seeds etc so here we have the whole natural world being shifted up and potentially stolen from the map for our from ourselves so this is a huge um um this is a a very big theme around this conjunction Now, also what I learned on the the actual day, on the 1st of August, we learned that Russia and China have created an alliance. They are going to put their whole monetary system on the gold standard. That means it's related to physical gold and our monetary system used to be that. But now it's fiat money. It's based on a concept. It's based on a figure in a bank. So there's no actual physical gold. And Taurus is about the physical gold, the physical money, not a notion of money in the bank, which would be more scorpionic. And Scorpio is opposite to Taurus. So here we've got Russia and China making this alliance that we're going to go on the gold standard, but not just the gold standard, also the trading on other of the Earth's minerals. And that might sound quite a better thing to do because it is physical. But when you think about these countries and their ability to absolutely plunder into the into the soil, into the land and take out these minerals. And when you think about how many minerals we need to make our phones, batteries, the 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 Batteries for our phones. That you take the minerals out of the earth to create these new uh, modern technologies, and you think, "Wow, there's another rape going on right before our eyes." And um, you know the mineral trading of of the of Earth's bounty, really. So this is kind of, Sunu, this is an idea that potentially that we have to look at ourselves at where is this happening also in my life? Where am I uh, disconnected potentially from Mother Nature and causing my own um, without getting, you know, Greta Thunberg about this, that um, there is the idea that we are paying into systems that are, are um, not healthy or not sustainable. And we know this anyway. So we try and do our best, obviously. Uh, Taurus is also about body bodily autonomy, and of course, this is huge. This is this is such a big subject for our time, obviously, with medical interventions and you know whether these medical interventions work and being forced to have medical interventions. And Taurus wants you to have, you know, be embodied, have rights over your body, feel what is right for your body, and. We have big companies making billions uh, with forced medical interventions. And yet, on the other side, we're not allowed to have other medical interventions. New laws coming in, Roe versus Wade. Now we're not allowed. Women are prevented from controlling their own fertility. And fertility is another of the Taurus themes. Actually, the bull is an ancient sign of fertility. And the bull wants us to stand firm in what we believe and stand firm in our bodies, feel our bodies, feel the comfort in it, feel the sensuality of our bodies. And also, it's like listening to what your body says. Um, You know, no one likes comfort food more than Taurus. So, you know, listening to what your body needs, feeling it and um, going with it. Now, um, as I mentioned, this is going to go on throughout this year. These ideas are going to come up. But what is also different for this time around, from the 1855 last time, the triple conjunction, is this time asteroid Niobe is involved in this triple conjunction. It's a quadruple conjunction, actually. Niobe, in mythical uh, stories, she boasted that she had seven sons and seven daughters, so 14 children. And she boasted to everyone. And the gods killed her children for boasting. I mean, wow. So this whole theme of our children and the loss of our children is going to be huge amongst this. So if you take it back to the Taurian themes and think about how the children now are much more disconnected from nature, their nourishment is not the same as, as the nourishment we had or saying that we had in our generation, but pre-war generation where, you know, the, the the food and the soil was so much more natural than it is now. So Niobe is going to be bringing up those ideas about children's nourishment, the food they eat and the comfort that they get and their security. Now, let's think about that. In the UK, there is 215,000 missing children going missing every year. That, that's 215,000 a year. Yet the deaths caused by Covid, and these are generally older people, are 184,000 over two years. So 90,000 years. So less less than half are of the Covid deaths. And obviously each death is traumatic. Each death is, you know, but it is a natural process. And it's it's, I think, worse when a child dies. Arguably, I think that can be held as a fact. So the UK having double more missing children yet. We don't see this in the papers. We don't we don't get concerned about it. And Niobe is here, I think, to show us that there is a deeper malaise around these issues of children, child trafficking. You know, Mars is here, uh, you know, it's going to be the commerce. Let's get those children. And and they're being freighted around the world and picked and choosed. And and we are not aware of it. Now, um, some of you may know me that my father was a policeman and used to work in uh, 10 Downing Street, Houses of Parliament, Buckingham Palace, etc. And he used to make me well aware of some of the very high up elite that were, as he would call it, kiddie fiddling. And that's the what he used when I was five, listening to this in the sixties and seventies um and having to let them go he wasn't they weren't allowed to arrest them, and then they'd have to let them go without charge so there was there's this is a thing that's been going on for for a while, so I personally have understood from a very early age how the elite uh well how there are i'm not saying everyone in everyone from the elite is doing that, but how um there are structures in place to protect people who do this kind of thing. And they're right before our eyes, just as I think the Jimmy Savile case in the UK showed us, that actually people can do this right in front of our eyes and it is still happening. And I think Niobe here is going to be showing us how our, the child trafficking is more than what it just seems. It's not just missing children. They're not being abducted by aliens. they actually, there's a whole industry around this. So, and I think there are similar figures in the USA. Now, um, so what What can we do about this? Um, I think this is a natural process that the Earth is going to. We are coming out of, and I quote, out of density, and this is information from Rudolf steiner that humanity goes into uh comes into our bodies we get denser and denser and the densest point was golgotha jesus christ on the cross but when it went through went through a period with the egyptian period where predominantly lots of bodies were um mummified and so they were mummifying the body to tether the soul to earth and to tether the soul to um its body And a lot of us, many of us have been through that process in past lives so that we remain connected because the soul wants to go to spirit and, you know, go to the source energy and have the most divine time. But. And now we've passed the densest point. We are now loosening up the connection between our physical bodies, our etheric bodies, and our astral bodies. And as I mentioned, this is Steiner information. And so, but now we are level with the Egyptians. So while the Egyptians were tethering the body, we are now loosening ourselves up to um, go back to spirit. And that, I think, thing, technology like 5G, um, you know, uh, medical interventions, all have that idea that we are loosening up and pushing humanity forward. Um, so, um, what can we do about that? And I think understanding in our lives that, um, you know, have a positive, uh, really positive and, and, uh, real sense of who you are, how you feel in your body and where you are safe. Um, and protect yourself from electromagnetic frequencies, limit your screen time, uh, look after the animals and also m- more than anything, use cash. We have to keep using cash before it leaves. I mean, I know they're talking about the central bank digital currency um, that allows too much uh, interference or um information about our lives too much data we have to keep using cash so get yourself to the cash point and and start paying for things with cash in order that they cannot say this well you don't use it anyway we do have to keep using it i think we'd really miss it so um that's something for our times that potentially that could be taken away from us during this process of um, Uranus in Taurus and with the conjunctions that I've mentioned, and this point that is so um, like a portal, like a doorway for us to walk, walk through as humanity so i hope you found that interesting i'd like to know how you um how it, you feel like it's affected your life i mean at the weekend when on the 31st first first of august somebody said to me what is going on this weekend what the hell's happening my life's gone crazy i'm ah you know well that that obviously means this conjunction is right on something in your chart um and um yeah, and so I'd like to hear how it might have affected you. Or if you have any questions, drop me a line, get in touch. And uh, I hope you found this really useful and interesting. So thank you from the Venus and Vestal Astrology Podcast. And I'll see you on the other side or in the next episode.